Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and business coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that you can create the abundant life and profitable business you truly love and deserve. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and share your authentic magic with the world. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, gorgeous ones. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I am your host, Evie, and I am delighted to be back with you all with a beautiful human joining me today, Julia Hogarth. Julia is a full-time activator of big-hearted humans, worthiness coach, meditation teacher, and money mindset enthusiast. Her greatest joy is coaching women with big hearts and dreams. She holds space for you to come home to yourself, activating your ability to live your most delicious life. She coaches one-to-one, is the creatress of a group coaching program called Wildly Worthy, and facilitates yummy in-person events, all designed to supercharge your self-belief and unique expression. How gorgeous is that intro? Oh my goodness, I feel like that is so Julia. Oh my goodness. I can't wait to share this podcast episode to you with you all today. We're talking all about worthiness, receivership, where the worthiness stories and not enoughness stories come from, why it's such a big thing for so many, and how you can start to rebuild your self-worth from within. Julia gives some really practical tips around this and yeah, shares so much of her own journey with this. And so I think it's a goodie. I think it's an episode that everyone should listen to because we all have worthiness or not enoughness stories of some degree. And uh, if you're still sitting in them, then this is absolutely the episode for you. So without further ado, here is the one and only Julia Hogarth. Welcome to the podcast, Jules. How are you? Oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I love sharing this space with you. You've got the best energy. <laughs> and I'm so excited for yeah, for our conversation on all things worthiness. And I'm sure there's going to be so much wisdom and magic to unfold. But before we dive in, can you share your favorite quote and why? You know, that is a really tricky one for me because I literally am that person that writes down sentences that I love and quotes that I love and puts them all over her office. So when I have to choose one, it's a little like choosing children. (laughs) (laughs) I do have one that's quite, um, feels quite present for me right now in terms of everything I've been through quite recently this year. And I am a person who... Somebody, one of my clients once joked that the tagline to my business should be, we go deep or we go home. So I'm quite, I'm quite a person that is willing to go deep and has spent time in the shadows. So this is the quote that I've chosen today, which is, it's actually, it's not a quote from a person, it's from a deck of cards that I pull from for my business every week. 
and the line is find peace within the shadows for there is deep magic there which is very true for me and has been true for me in all my periods of darkness yeah what a beautiful beautiful quote thank you so much for sharing that I yeah really love that it's so beautiful Mm. yeah I feel that I feel that and why do you think that resonates so much like why yeah what have been some of the 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 lessons or the magic that you've found in the darkness would you be open to share it I am so willing to share it I'm such an open book I the thing that gets me about that line is in my experience every time I'm in the dark or in the hole or in the uncomfortable mental space it feels in that moment like it will never get better and that it will always feel hard and every time that's not true you know Mm. and every time there's something what I would call a code so I believe that grief has codes that you don't get anywhere else so you know the codes of strength and grace and empathy and compassion and when you have been there you are so able to meet and hold space for other people that you know, have to go through anything similar. So what gets me about that sentence is that in my experience, there is always something that you're gaining in the darkness, even though it feels like something's being taken away, you know? Mm. Oh, you're speaking to me. That's so beautiful. Mm. And you and I have talked about this off the podcast, but we've we've both journeyed through very different experiences this year, but lots of grief and heavy times and darkness. So mm. that's so beautiful to hear you say that. And I absolutely resonate and agree. I absolutely was in those moments of like, when is this getting better? When am I moving out of the darkness? But I think it's almost like when you do surrender to it, that's when it starts to shift, of course, because... Mm. Oh, well, you navigate it, I, I guess, maybe not shift fully, but um, mm. yeah, that beautiful piece of surrendering and then, yeah, taking the wisdom from it. Mm, absolutely. Amazing. I feel like we've already deep dived already and we're only three minutes <laughs> in. This is great. <laughs> we go deep or we go home, Amy. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. So true. So I feel like we've got a little bit of a snapshot into to who Jules is, but can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and how you came to this point in your journey and this wonderful work that you do as a coach? Mm. It's difficult for me again to answer this kind of question because I, as I always say to my clients, I am literally a different person every day I wake up and I'm going to tell you this version of Julia. Maybe by the time you publish this podcast, it's going to be different, but I will tell you today's Julia. I am a coach of big hearted, big vision women. I am a coach for creators. I do group coaching and a small number now of one-on-one coaching containers for women. I feel very called deeply to work only with women, um, which I think we might get into later in the potty, but I am feeling the pull now, particularly post um, we've just been released out of lockdown in Australia. So post lockdown, I feel really called to start creating deep lush rich earthy experiences for women to connect the connect and community piece feels like a big part of my work so I'm a former meditation teacher that's how this part of my journey started 
I started um, doing weekly meditations with groups of women and as I did that I started to see patterns emerging and the wordiness stuff was really something that I A, identified with and B, saw cropping up again and again and again and I guess you and I have coached through the same coaching academy so when I saw this beautiful you coaching thing come up I it had not been in my plan it was not a thing that I had um kind of intentionally manifested but I saw it came up and my whole body just had a full body yes for no logical reason except I felt it I applied and um yeah that's how I became a coach but Previous to that, I was a, in my previous corporate life, I was a um, librarian for 10 years. I worked in local councils as a public library librarian. I worked my way up. I had a team at the time that I quit and that job served me for so many years. I It was such a beautiful, nourishing career for me. You know, it was 10 years of rocking up to a place where I could literally learn about anything and that all the knowledge and the learning was at my fingertips, which is something that just intoxicates me still. I'm a chronic almost, you know, learner. I just want to know. I just want to find out. And that has, you know, seeped into my learning about myself. I'm just so curious. I think it's a beautiful thing to be curious and some part of what makes me who I am is just to be so intensely curious about whatever taps me on the shoulder. So yeah, I was a librarian for many, many years and I've still got that. I still carry that with me. I'm still a bit of a book nerd, word nerd, nerd for learning. Um, And yeah, I go there with everything that I do. So yeah, coaching for me now is um, deep and rich and beautiful. And yeah, I hope Mm -hmm. it will expand in a way that... um, speaks to my full body hell yes at any at any point you know it has to it has to be a full body yes for me and that's how I move through my business yeah I love that so much I love how you embody that so so much and so beautifully thank you for sharing bits of your journey and how you came into this work love it so much so let's talk about worthiness, as you mentioned, is a big part of your work, is such a huge part of my work, and something that I'm sure we've both personally journeyed through ourselves as well. Mm. Let's start off with maybe almost like a bit of a definition, like what, how do you define self-worth? Mm. You know, when I think of someone that is, and in my mind it's a woman, because it's how my work goes um when I think of someone who has a deep sense of self-worth it's someone who is like truly has love for themselves and doesn't hold any of that back you know what I work with women on a lot is enoughness stories I call them enoughness stories I'm not enough because of xyz whatever our um, fear voice tells us but when I think of like full worthiness It's someone saying to you, Evie, you are a powerful woman and you just responding, yes, you know, Mm. and there's no, I mean, it might be present, but those stories of like, yeah, but that's not true because of this, they might be there and they might be circling, but they don't get taken as truth, you know. I've got a friend like that, you tell her a compliment and she'll just go, yes. (laughs) That to me is like full worthiness, you know. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. How, how beautiful to have like an expander, an example of that as well. Just like, yeah, mm. that's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't try and explain it away. There's no, whenever I see her do it, there's always a lot of space around the word yes. Like she kind of pauses before she says it and then people afterwards are like, oh, shit, she's not. <laughs> like you normally what you hear is, oh, something that kind of, yeah. you know, um, a bit of a dismissal of your own power or whatever it is in that moment. But she just says yes <laughs> it's a full owning love that so much how cool is that it reminds mm-hmm. me of um it was actually a podcast that we did on my show that number 50th um the 50th episode where I got Kylie Holmes to another coach here in New Zealand to interview me and she was like tell me about your big vision blah blah and she's like why is it for you and like how do you know this is yours and all of this it was something along those lines and I was like because I am it was like because this is like this is it and it was just it was really cool to to actually listen to that back because that definitely wasn't me some years ago I've definitely worked on the worthiness piece but it was just like so like fact like because I am like this is me and this is happening and this is my this is my vision and it's mine kind of thing I I guess there's there's layers to that as well maybe that's not all worthiness but um definitely a big part of it and it just reminded me of yeah of of my own journey with that but thank you for sharing that I love it Mm. and so where do do we start with the worthiness piece Jules because I remember if I transport myself back some years ago before I did my own therapy work and then coaching work worthiness was like the big thing for me and it just felt enormous and it was like but how do I even start and where do I how do I tackle this this Mm. not enoughness Mm. um I'd love I'd love to you yeah for you to just talk to that or Mm. share some share some wisdom on this one Jules Mm. I think you and I worthiness is a huge part of what you and I do which is you know why we connect so deeply I think but when I think of I want to talk about some practical things about starting with worthiness if that's where you're right if you're listening to this and you're like me too easy I don't know where to start it's such a huge thing and it's it's huge and it feels huge because our as women and I'm going to generalize in that way our worthiness wound is very deep and it's generational we're not talking about just our lifetime we're talking about what we have received down the matriarchal line in terms of worthiness because as we know we live in a patriarchal and world um but when I think about worthiness and starting that work it's about receiving to me and I that's a lot of what I teach is receiving on every level because receiving touches not only worthiness but um what we can accept in terms of abundance and levels of Mm. joy we can experience levels of love we can experience so receiving without blocking ourselves is really an important part of where to start with worthiness I remember I was in a women's circle once and um the beautiful facilitator was leading us through a meditation at the end and she was like I would like you to get a sense of what you're holding back from yourself and give it back now like whatever you're withholding from you just give it back and I just I remember just bursting into tears because as soon as she said it I was like oh gosh I'm just withholding all this 
stuff from myself like you know just recognizing myself for exactly where I was at was with withholding love from myself because I hadn't achieved quote-unquote xyz I just had realized in that moment that I was withholding so much from myself like and the only person that could give that back was me you know um but in terms of worthiness and where to start I am extremely biased <laughs> as a meditation teacher I think it in it, it starts with for me the connection to yourself yeah and meditation obviously is one way so I'm biased but like I say with all my clients that kind of connection or reconnection to yourself is going to look different it might not be meditation it might be there are other ways to come at it too you know but it is definitely the starting point is creating a space to hear yourself properly and that requires quiet sometimes it requires you to create space in your schedule it requires you holding space for something that's not your fear voice or your default mm. voice you know we're running around doing this doing that lots of responsibilities lots of information coming at us all the time we're just trying to kind of survive and move through our days but we're not really taught how to stop and listen to our bodies listen to ourselves at a very basic level you know I'm trying to teach that we've spoken about this Evie I'm trying to teach that to my son right now when he tells me he needs something I we, we try and have this moment where, where we're like close your eyes tell me what your body needs you know is it that you want this thing this chocolate this toy or like what what is it just let's take a moment. What do you need? I remember I asked him that last week and he was like, oh, my body needs food, mum. Like, oh, so maybe we don't need the thing that you're asking for. Maybe you're just a bit hangry, you know. <laughs> um, but definitely with worthiness, I always, yeah, it starts with that connection for me. I remember um, yeah. when I was first teaching meditation we would have like six week containers same group six weeks every week on a Wednesday and we started worthiness Wednesdays where basically the aim for those women was to lean into everything they wanted to do for themselves but felt guilty about or things that they'd wanted to do and they'd never done because you know of whatever reason and so we would come to worthiness Wednesdays and talk about what we'd done that day for ourselves you know that we'd been telling ourselves that we couldn't have or simple mm. things you know like having a lie down instead of you know cleaning the floor or whatever it is but it can start in those really easy simple ways and receiving is definitely a huge part of that yeah so beautiful love that so much I absolutely agree and yeah absolutely that internal connect the inner connection I guess like through meditation or even journaling can be a wonderful tool of like processing if they weren't in a group for example or didn't have their own coach of like what do I really need like those beautiful questions that you ask your son love that so much how how gorgeous that you give him that gift um yeah so like yeah journaling meditation and then being curious about what the stories are that that you're telling yourself also just wanted to celebrate that beautiful moment that you had in the women's circle mm -hmm. about what you're withholding from yourself how mm -hmm. gorgeous is that how powerful mm -hmm. I think that's a really beautiful maybe that's a, even a, a journal prompt or something to go away and ponder at some point for the listeners absolutely yeah. beautiful question 
so interesting. And so why do you think it's, why do you think it's such a big thing? Like, obviously it's, it's generational and there's, yeah, it's, it's not just our lifetime experiences either. Why do you also think it's such a thing for people? I've thought long and hard about this. It will probably surprise <laughs> no one to hear. <laughs> it will probably surprise no one to, that's listened to however many minutes we've been here. It will not surprise you to hear that. But I've thought long and hard about this. And it is, it is as I said, we as women, we definitely carry it. But we live in this patriarchal mm. capitalist world where our perception of our brokenness is actually a commodity. Big business doesn't win if we feel whole and complete, you know. Interesting. Big business doesn't win if we're connected to ourselves, if we're connected to the land. Imagine how different we would be moving through the world and purchasing, circulating our abundance if we felt all of us felt fully connected to the land and fully in appreciation of her and of everything she gives us, you know, it would change the way we live. Same with our connection to ourselves. If we felt whole and unbroken, which pausing right here to tell you if you're listening right now, you are whole and unbroken, no matter what you see reflected around you, no matter what you hear from people around you, no matter what the messaging is, This is the work that Evie and I do. You are whole and unbroken. Lots of our behaviours, and it is so deep, come from the perception that we're not. It comes from the idea that there's something wrong with us, that we're weird, Mm. that we're wrong, that we're broken, you know. And a lot of my own self-worthiness work that I have done has come from this awful feeling that I'm not good enough you know I think that it's really deep because it's shameful that that kind of story that there's something wrong you know that I'm not enough and it takes really safe and brave spaces for us to actually unpack that that's the other thing I think it's a thing that all women carry to some degree or another but also there's not enough spaces for us to unpack it You know, when I say to someone, okay, let's write out those negative stories you're hearing and let's unpack that a bit. You know, I, um, what's an example of that? I can't have what I want because I don't know enough. Oh, I hear that all the time. I don't know enough. Mm. I'm not qualified enough. Enoughness, 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 you know? Cool. I can't do this thing. I can't have my big dream because I don't know enough. What's under that? What's a story under that? Then what's a story under that? And then what's a story under that and it's always a core enoughness story that we've been programmed with and we've been given it doesn't come from us you know our truest version of us it comes from layers and layers and layers of conditioning which either you and I know can take a while and let's be honest can be painful to look at that stuff and undo that stuff and shed the onion layers you know so yeah I could go on the feminist rant about how, <laughs> how we've got here, right? How women think we're less than, therefore we're not a threat to the male and their power, you know? This mm. is, there's some wonderful, Evie, I could give you lists and lists of books that unpack just that patriarchal thing, you know, and why we're all feeling less than and how yeah. far back that goes and how much power. I mean, the whole. I'm putting this way too simplistically, but the whole reason we're here is that we are so powerful that we were a threat to the male mm. 
the unresolved male. So this is not div divine masculinity. This is like the, the unresolved masculine that we were a threat to them, you know, long, a long, long, long time ago and, you know, still in Indigenous cultures, women are just absolutely so integral to the whole community, you know, our cycles, the way we are connected to our intuition, you know. Um, I could go on a whole rant about that but um yeah it it, oh, it it really it's I could talk about this all day <laughs> oh I, I'm like I'm here for it maybe we need to have like a whole other podcast on this just this <laughs> conversation but yeah I'm like nodding along and like yes 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 in the background and I think that's you know you've mentioned some really big things there and lots of different factors that have contributed to to this yeah this conditioning this this way of thinking or believing within mm. all of us mm. and yeah you're so right and maybe that's also part of the 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 bigness of it I guess like how mm. do I get rid of this but also mm. so so hear you where we have to have those safe spaces that we can like actually admit it first and foremost and with ourselves and with others and then start to yeah slowly unpack that and rebuild that absolutely mm. how important is is yeah is that gold mm. it's many layers and, isn't it and it's always yeah. it's always this is why I love coaching there's always like unique factors to each woman and each person yes. that she's had this experience where someone said that to her and it was almost like a mini trauma you know or this experience growing up or this sexual yeah. abuse growing up you know it's just so layered Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I think I think my my two cents on this is often that like the root of a so many of those not enough stories or belief systems, whether that's a not enough story or not, is often that we're not good enough and if I'm not good enough, well then I'm not gonna be loved and accepted mm. and fit in. Mm. And if I'm not that, well then I'm gonna be rejected and whatever else. You know, it's mm. like a really core root. Mm fair mm. in all of us and and like my take on this a, a part of the puzzle piece perhaps is that we have to have the love of other people to survive when we're tiny little babies we have mm. to have our mums mm. our, our parents our caretakers mm. to look after us to survive and so mm. it's such a it's such a core primal thing in all of us to be loved and to be fit in and to mm. and so worthiness is part of that right mm. um, so gosh we could go on this for ages what what were you gonna what were you gonna share Jules <laughs> I 100% agree and that's definitely knowledge that you need as you're moving through the worthiness stuff right and it's yeah. so deep but the good news is we can absolutely reprogram yes. like it is just so available to us especially I mean I'm assuming I'm talking to your community who is you know very privileged and have has access to this information that we need you know it's so possible for you to shift wedding stories for you to reprogram and for you to feel completely different in that way yeah 100 100 percent. and so how does your worthiness feel today after doing some some work on it over the years Hmm. You know, I think worthiness is always going to be a piece that I'm unpacking. I actually truly believe that it is like my life lesson. The worthiness thing is is what I'm here to teach and live again and again and again. And I know that because I've been asked again and again and again to go to these places where I've just been brought to my knees, you know, 
but it does it does feel these days really really different to the way that it felt um as a young person growing up or as a kid I never felt seen or heard or um you know I had a great upbringing but I I never had people I was this little tiny bookworm you know shy little thing and I never really felt truly heard or um yeah I would just crave someone to hold deep space for me and so now what it feels like is that I do that for myself and therefore Mm. it feels wonderful you know and I have access to and I know um more about my power and my joy and my play and my pleasure and my passion you know my coach said to me not long ago like you are a powerful woman and I was annoyed at myself at the start because I was like oh why can't I receive that fully but then I was like but actually that is the most I've ever received a comment like that ever so I felt the first thing was like oh gosh I couldn't fully receive that in my body I was like oh but then the second thing I thought was actually Julia Mm. I'm so flipping proud of you this is the most you've ever received that and one day it's going to be a full receiving you know Mm. Mm. absolutely and how does it can you give us I just feel like we need to give more expect like examples and expanders for other people like how does it feel for that it's so doable because you're so right we can absolutely rebuild this and I often talk about rebuilding it because it's not about like discovering it or like finding it it's always within us right Mm. it's just about rebuilding it from within but tell us yeah tell us a little bit more about maybe I just feel called to say like have you got client stories or other people in your world or maybe even a, a personal story as well of how worthiness has grown and shifted for you Mm. the thing about my clients that I love is that and this is something core to what I teach (laughs) the worthiness stuff if you're a woman who is committed to growth and expansion and doing showing up for the work you are going to be hearing the enoughness and the worthiness stories loudest when you're at your when you're about to expand so when my clients have the worthiness stories really kick in and like the real sneaky ones the real like mean ones I get excited like when they get on a boxer and they're like oh my goodness like all these stories are coming out right now they're just like everywhere they're just I get excited by that because I'm like oh girl you're just about to kick it up a notch you know this is exactly where you need to be and What I teach is they hear it, but they don't actually take it as truth anymore, you know? Mm. I see that story and that old belief system and I'm excited now because I'm about to up-level, you know, instead of, oh, my goodness, that story is right. I am worthless or I am broken or I am not enough, you know? Um, Mm. I've got this client and I know she won't mind me telling this story she will remain nameless but I have a brilliant client who is such a go-getter like she is vibrant she's fun she's funny she's like creating her world she like will set a goal and it will just be just a master manifester and we identified early on that there was this string that her ego her fear voice pulled every time she was about to up level it would like hit on this wound and then the wound was it, t- it kept telling her that she was fat 
And so she used to get on my Voxer and be like, I know I'm about to uplevel because my ego just told me I'm fat again, you know? <laughs> like it was the one stream that as soon as her that story would come in, she was almost like, yes, you know? And it's yeah. just such a silly, untrue story for her that she, instead of being angsty about that and taking that on and believing it, she was like, oh, yeah, Julia, this is, we're on here because I just heard that I was fat, you know? Um, yeah yeah it's really so interesting yeah the the um the receiving piece something that I'd love to kind of talk through is Mm. something that I realized early on about especially when teaching receiving I mean I learned this for myself but especially now that I've seen so many women do this the more you receive the more you can receive in all forms mm. so we're talking money joy pleasure abundance in all forms women are so powerful when we turn our gaze towards something give it space and attention we like we are literally we make things <laughs> you know like we are like the alchemy that happens when you start receiving can be so easeful and magical you know mm. um that's why the energy of receiving and the practice of receiving, even if it's like receiving a compliment instead of dismissing it, like that, that is it. Yeah. Just, just again and again, flexing the muscle of that. It, it should be small when you start, you know, but truly the more you receive, the more you can receive. And for me, by the way, in my own practice at the moment, that relates to pleasure and oh my goodness the pleasure you can feel when you are open and you feel worthy of it you know it can just be out of this world amazing so good I'm so glad we've got all of those wonderful stories in there and that you've again brought us back to receiving because that was going to be a a question that I was going to ask you is like I believe that it's so intrinsically related and that almost our worthiness, our level of worthiness is proportionate to our ability to receive, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love that you've, yeah, it's so together, but it's also like we can start with the receiving, like compliments or mm-hmm. like um, a statement, like you're such a powerful woman, like you shared from your own coach. Mm-hmm. What what other ways can we start to receive more? And this could be because this is also related to money specifically as well, like money mm-hmm. mindset stuff, but like you say, abundance in, in mm. all forms in every mm. way. Mm. The I'll kind of tell you the way I started to do this. The mm. um, little things like a friend in a coffee shop saying, oh, let me get this. And you say, no, 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 no. And you don't receive yeah. that, you know, or somebody humans are always wanting to help others right it's our connection as you said our inbuilt connection bias somebody offering to cook you a dinner help you out like you and I have been through these periods of darkness where I assume for you as well as me people are like let me help what can I do what can I do and instead of Mm. saying nothing but thank you for asking actually thinking of something you know and giving it to them people love it you actually gift someone something when you say actually I really need like a home-cooked meal or I'd really love if you could you know um lend me your husband for a day or like whatever it is to put up lights or that's a specific example I'm thinking about because my husband's an electrician um (laughs) but, but people are always once you start seeing it people are always offering us stuff and it's a huge way that we block ourselves it happened 
to me, I've just had a miscarriage, as you know, Evie. People are like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I just kept giving people <laughs> jobs to do, you know, whether it was big or small, like stuff that I needed. Amazing. And it can be uncomfortable. 100% it's going to be uncomfortable when you start doing it, you know. Mm. I remember one time I was talking to my coach about this. My husband, we'd just been to my husband's grandma's funeral and he was in deep grief and I was sick. I remember, like, you know, I had the flu. It wasn't like a little sniffle. It was, like, truly sick. And I remember talking to my coach about it and I was like, you know, I need to put – I need to cook dinner for Lenny and I need to help Jed and I need, I've got all these things to do, but all I want to do and all my body's asking is for rest. Mm. And she, I remember her asking me a question like, why can't you rest? Why can't you get food delivered? Why can't you ask Jed to take Lenny on a walk? And I'm like, well, because he's in deep grief now. I can't, I can't pour, can't put more on him. And so I felt deeply uncomfortable doing it, but I did it. And the thing that happened was I got better quicker and then I was able to be there for both of them easier and quicker than I would have been if I had pushed through and been Mm. sick for the whole week, you know. Mm. So my receiving receiving actually gave to them, not straight away, (laughs) but my receiving gave more to them than – than it would have if I if I didn't receive. And that is true of all receiving, particularly I feel really fierce about this in women. We often carry the energetic load of our families and our groups mm. that we're in. And actually us receiving is a gift for everyone in our orbit because we have more capacity, you know? Yeah. Mm. That's so good. This is absolutely something that I'm still working on for sure especially the piece around rest because I'm such a go-getter so ambitious such a high achiever and and generally am like really highly energized and can get lots done but Mm. yeah being able to slow down and rest and receive is hard like giving myself that permission right it's it's definitely something to to work on hey as as with all of the worthiness pieces it's such a journey (laughs) Um, but yeah. I, I love that example. It's it's a really beautiful one. Thank you for sharing that. And a really like practical ways that we can start thinking about this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And it can yeah. be, you know, um, just on that rest piece, Evie, we, we're doing it the wrong way around. You know, if I do this, finish this work, do this, do the last load of washing, then I can sit down. It's the wrong way around. <laughs> We're deeply worthy of rest now. And actually yeah. what can come from that place if you rest first and then you have the energy, you know. it. it one of my coaches, her, like, line that she always says is rest is the most productive thing you can do because of the energy you get through resting yeah. is different to the energy you have through pushing, you know. Oh. Totally, totally. I literally had that same example on the weekend. I'm like, I've got all these like admin, you know, just house to do stuff, you know, trivial things. But then I was like, actually, I need to rest because I'm getting overwhelmed by all the things I need to do. And I'm, it's Monday tomorrow and I've, I've got a full week and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then I was like, hold on, we'll just, I'll just chill for a bit and blob out for a wee bit. And then and then you're so much more productive. I absolutely agree. You should try that. Anyone listening who <laughs> doesn't believe us, give yourself the rest first and then see how fast you can get through things. Or just that, maybe it's not even a time thing, but just 
how you're able to do those things, even mm. if it's just folding the washing like I was mm. doing, or if it's mm. showing up for your your people or your work or your job, your soul's work, whatever it might be. It's mm. amazing, hey. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amen. So 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 good. And so how do we how do you relate worthiness to then creating and more in terms of business? Because we know it's like obviously intrinsically related to money and abundance and receiving, but then how do we also, yeah, what's the thread into into the creation world and business? Mm. The worthiness stuff is for me intrinsically linked. Like when you were describing all the things linking, I'm seeing this like lotus flower. They Ooh. all connect to each other, right? Everything is interrelated. Worthiness for me is extremely important because of my highest value in my business is the creative energy and the space I have to create. This is why I coach creators because I'm so in love with creative energy and creativity in general. And what creativity needs and craves is space. You can't Mm. be creative when your whole being is full up with the to-do list and you're not giving yourself any space, Mm. you know? There will always be stuff on the to-do list, especially as a business owner, especially working in your own business, you know. You're never actually going to be at the end of your to-do list. So my invitation to my clients always is like, I want you to rest. I mean, within reason, we've all got responsibilities and especially in a business, but rest, my invitation to them is rest to the point, and this is a very Australian phrase, rest to the point of taking the piss. (laughs) It's going to be uncomfortable, but then what happens? And what happens is you, and you won't be able to see this on the podcast, but you go from tunnel vision to this wider lens where actually creative solutions fasten the pace on what you have to do. So if I give myself, for example, on a Monday, space to play and create, it, it for me, it makes the whole week flow smoother it makes all my decisions hard decisions easier because I've widened that tunnel vision and because I've created space for creative energy and for creation to happen and creation doesn't happen in wall-to-wall client calls for me I need spaciousness and creativity craves it you know but it requires again that receiving peace you know, believing you're worthy enough to create space in, space in your schedule, asking for more money so you can have space in your schedule, putting down the hustle mentality, you know, and putting down those enoughness stories to actually receive. And once you start practice re- practicing receiving in that small way, you can receive more in big ways, you know, like the money mm. and the space. Absolutely. Love that so much. I just wrote down allowing, not pushing. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's the getting pulled by your creative energy instead of pushing. Yeah. Yes. 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 That is that is the work. Absolutely. I resonate with that so much. And it's so true. I um yeah. When you allow and slow down and rest and just allow things to come to you almost or, or to get into that energy or look after you whatever it needs to be for you in those, those moments mm. then yeah then that's where the magic is and that's when it just starts to flow or things land or mm. yeah absolutely it was 
actually just a little example of that this morning was so I had blocked off a couple of hours to do some content creation so like write some emails write some Instagram posts etc all the things in business right and then I was like um it wasn't happening (laughs) let's put it that way (laughs) and I'm like what like and then I was like okay but I've got this time that I've booked into my calendar I need to get this done but then I was like actually I think the most productive thing to do is just like just go away have some fun have some me time like don't do any business work because and and I I guess I'm really grateful that I had that Mm. ability to do so like I had a bit more space in my day today Mm. um because one thing one girl couldn't make it anyway long story then I come back to it right and then I come back into this like just before this uh podcast wrote a whole email just like in a few minutes like boom 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 and then obviously come on this come on this with you and I'm sure there's going to be more to unfold later but Mm. isn't that isn't it interesting I just share that as an example because I so get it but um it is definitely work to do that right because I think what we're Mm. trained and so conditioned to do is work hard like Mm -hmm. think things through do the logical stuff um you know in the whole like not enough time or I've just got to get this done and that pushing energy is just not the not the place well not a fun place to to be in and and really not the magical space that happens when you allow yeah allow yourself to receive and be open and be rested and full I guess yeah and it's tricky to do that for most of us because we've all got, you know, families and responsibilities and it, and yeah. it can feel hard to do that. But the thing is that it doesn't, just like this work, it doesn't have to be, like you said, Evie, two hours that you take for yourself. It can be pockets of time, you know. Yes. That's all that's needed sometimes is literally yeah. a pocket of time for you to meditate or lie horizontal, you know, <laughs> instead of, you know, rushing about. Um, absolutely definitely it definitely um it can be hard to do that but even carving out pockets of time can get you started right Mm. Mm. yes 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 is there anything else you want to share on worthiness receiving abundance any of those sorts of things I know we could go on for ages and ages and this has been so amazing but before we shift gears into some other questions is there anything else to add Hmm, I really want to, I mean, this is at the core of what I do is to teach people about their uniqueness and to help you believe in your own awesomeness, really. But um, I guess parting words for me would be, and this is related to knowing yourself and having connection to yourself, but pay attention to the thing that the things that turn you on, you know, Follow the breadcrumbs of what you're interested in because your unique combo of weirdness is just so needed, you know, that rabbit holes I used to go down with in the library with learning about all these weird and wonderful things just just really have shaped who I am and, and have made me, have allowed me to be the most me, you know, I've ever been. So Follow the breadcrumbs of your, your yeses is what I would say and what I would love to leave people with. Yes, 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 yes. I'm like clapping, nodding in the background. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. And it's so fascinating, hey. Follow the yeah, follow the joy, follow the excitement, follow the breadcrumbs and your authentic magic. I love talking about that, which is essentially what you're sharing there, right? Like your mm-hmm. uniqueness is so special and so needed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's magical. 
Mm. Keep following the breadcrumbs if you haven't found your thing. And actually forever more because it's going to morph and change and grow, right? 100%. Yes, thank you for sharing that. I'm so glad. So let's shift gears now into some more rapid fire questions. I think I know the answer to this one, but what have been some of the <laughs> what have been some of the life changing, game changing practices, rituals, tools that you've personally used on your own journey that have made a huge difference? Obviously, you do know the answer. Meditation's number one, but also mm-hmm. any so meditation sometimes for some people is quite uh, passive. You know, they want to be actually moving or it helps to shift things in a physical way. So definitely EFT tapping, emotional freedom Mm. technique, and doing breath work for deep releasing of things, absolutely game-changing. Beautiful. Amazing, amazing. Mm. What does inner confidence mean to you? Mm. It means believing that you are needed you know and that you can have that you are wildly worthy of everything that you want yes 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 sore cheeks from smiling so much (laughs) what's one thing your inner critic used to tell you all of the time that you can now see is just total bs The, the huge one in my life is that i'm not a good enough mother just ridiculous awful awful story and categorically untrue you know that's a that's a whole nother podcast step on its own but yeah it's a it's a big one that I see now in other women that I just would like us all to put down Mm. that shocks me to hear you say those words because yeah like you say it's I do I do obviously I do still feel like emotion when I say that because it's just so interesting yeah yeah absolutely I'm just like what what are you what 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 (laughs) but clearly fear-based voice and a critic bs not true what's one piece of advice you'd tell your younger self oh I would tell her and I often say this to myself in the mirror now just to get really vulnerable I would just tell her that she is so loved She's just so loved. Mm. That's so gorgeous. That Mm. brings up emotions in me. Beautiful, Mm. beautiful. Mm. How gorgeous that you still say that to yourself in the mirror. Gosh. Mm. There's a beautiful book actually called, I think it's called Mirror Work. It's by the author of You Can Heal Your Life, Louise Hay. Mm. And Mm. she puts you through a program of talking to yourself in the mirror and saying these kind of things. And it is wildly emotional, (laughs) but beautiful and really kind of breaks something down for you, which is gorgeous. Yes. Love her work. So, so transformative. Mm. And lucky last, if there was one thing, one message or one piece of wisdom that you'd like to impart with the world and the lives that you've touched, what would it be? Being radically you is your number one job. That's your job. You know? Mm. Mhm. Like radically, the word radically is important to me in that sentence. Like radically mm. you, like more you than you've ever been. Like freak all the formulas, chuck them out. There's a special you way to do everything. And being radically you is your 
most important job. Oh my goodness, wow. I wasn't expecting that, but yet I am. That's so, so beautiful. Love it so much. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, Jules, this has been incredible. Where can the listeners come connect with you, find you, work with you? Tell us all the places. I hang out most on Instagram because that's a kind of visual aesthetic gal I am. So that's julia.hogarth, <laughs> H-O-G-A-R-T-H. Um, my website is juliahogarth.com and I am building right now a platform community space called Create Club, which will launch next year. And yeah, it's a space for the creators. It's a space for activation. It's a space for creating this space that we've been talking about to, um, yeah, do the creating of your life and to, um, invest in yourself, you know, invest in all the things I've been talking about and to sort of build that creative community as well. I'm excited. How beautiful. Yeah, so exciting. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we will definitely link link to all of those beautiful places, your online homes in the show notes. And Mm. I can't wait to hear more about this. Oh my Mm. goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, honestly, from the bottom of my heart for sharing this time and space and your beautiful wisdom with us all today. I absolutely adore you as a human. The way that you do life is just so inspiring. Mm -hmm. And ever since we connected maybe a year and a half ago or so now, it's just like I wanted to be your friend. I was like, I want to be in spaces with her. She's she's my kind of girl. (laughs) So thank you, thank you for being you and, and for this time right back at you Evie it's a pleasure it's been a pleasure to be here if you've listened this far thank you so much it means so much to me and Evie it means so much to me to be in space with you um I also wanted to which I am terrible at remembering to do this at the start of podcast episodes but I'm getting better and better late than never um I wanted to acknowledge the Wathorong people who are the owners of the land where I live in Geelong and pay my respects to their elders past present and emerging it is so important to me to do that and yeah it feels like the underpinning of everything we do Evie to yeah be connected to ourselves but also to the land and the owners of the land so thank you for allowing me to be here oh gorgeous gorgeous thank you so much wasn't that epic For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world.